How you doing? I've been, I've been doing all right. I kept everyone up to date on the TikTok. As everyone knows, me and Daniel were sick. And before that, he had his birthday. So we're sorry for going MIA for a little bit. But we're back with a brand new movie. Well, not brand new movie, but with a, a new movie to review. Uh, Head Count, an underrated yep. gem on Shudder. So check that out. Uh, also, for everybody that does not have Shutter, Daniel does not know this, but Headcount oh. is also available on the free streaming service Tubi. Oh, is it? As well as Peacock for free, and as oh, well okay. as Pluto TV. Oh, so it's on a couple areas. Yeah, it's in a couple areas. So if you don't have Shutter, don't worry about buying it. Go to Tubi. Okay. It's the same quality. I mean, unfortunately, you're going to have to sit through a couple commercials, but it's really not that bad. It's worth it. <clears throat> it is. All right. Uh, do we have any news? We we got to have some news. I wish we had. Well, no, you know, I do. We do have a little bit of. We do have a little bit of news. So I don't know how in the how Halloween Ends did this. Don't know how in the fuck they pulled it off, but they ended up being the number one viewed horror movie in October. The number one viewed? Yes. Oh, shit. Number one viewed, number one at the at the box office, and the number one at Peacock. Okay. I don't know how they pulled it off because I hated it, and I know a lot of people hated it. Well, a lot of people hated it, but it kind of makes sense because a lot of people watched that movie because it was so anticipated, right? Yeah, but here's what I'm angry about, guys. This is this is the new news. As soon as as soon as following and hit. I knew it was going to hit, and my phone goes off, and it's an alert from Bloody Disgusting. Guess it's coming out next year. What? Another fucking Halloween. No way. Is it really? And they're gonna, yes, and they're going to be following Allison, Orange's granddaughter, who's running away to Chicago to get away from her fears and everything, and Corey will be playing Michael Myers. And Corey will be following her. So is Jamie Lee Curtis done or no? She's done. She's done. Mm-hmm. She's got nothing to do with it. But <clears throat> they asked the granddaughter. Throat> yeah. But they asked the granddaughter if she wanted to continue on. And she said, yeah, sure, let's do it. So they're going to do another one. But it's going to be around her and Corey. Yeah. Which makes no sense to me because Corey died, and he ain't no Michael Myers, so uh, it's gonna Corey. be very hard to convince me that he's back to life. Corey's the one reason that movie sucked. I know. That's why. I, that's why I said I'm angry. I'm not happy about this. Yeah, I don't understand it. This is literal piss garbage. I I'm angry for fans like myself and you that have been dedicated to the series for over 40 freaking years and 
now all of a sudden they're just going to do a cop out like that because that's what that is it's a cop out that's a cash grab that whole movie was a cash grab cop out and it'd be hard to convince me not that it wasn't so and also guys i'm also very disappointed because i found out that there was supposed to be a brand new friday the 13th movie it was going to be a prequel i was very excited and it just got cut and got put on Peacock as a miniseries called Crystal and Lake. It's a Crystal Lake miniseries, and it's still a prequel, and I still have an issue with it. I know, I'm not okay with it. I'm not okay. I don't. I think the prequel's stupid anyway. I don't care about Jason's backstory. No one watches those movies for the plot or Jason's backstory. Give me some camp counselors smoking weed and fucking in the woods, and, and give me Jason slaughtering them and killing them in cool ways. That's all that movie needs to be. Like, I just don't... Yeah, they're trying to make so, it more self-aware, like Scream yeah. and Halloween and shit. You're going to follow and this eight-year-old not... little deformed boy and his mom, and it's like, why? This is stupid. Like, it, it makes no sense to me. I don't, like... They're going to show you how Jason became Jason. I don't know. Who gives a fuck? We've seen that. All you need is the five minutes in the beginning to, to tell people that. That's it. I don't, I don't understand it. I really don't. As a huge Friday, and I know you're not a huge Friday fan, but as a huge Friday the 13th fan, not even just a fan of horror, but someone that loves that and loves the world. And so, like, there's so much other world building you could do if you want to flesh out that shit than the prequel. The prequel's stupid to me. I understand because for you with Friday the 13th, you have a love for it like I have a love for Leatherface. Exactly. And that's why I loved so much about this new Texas Chainsaw Massacre that came out because it focused mainly on the killings. Yes. There there wasn't no sex. There wasn't no drugs. There wasn't no nothing of that. It was just good old Leatherface having a good time with his chainsaw. And that's what makes that, though. But Friday the 13th is made by the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And it's made by just Jason being a ruthless killer. I don't want to see his back. And it works for it. It works. It works. So why would you try to fix it or... Like do like I understand doing something different, but it's like we don't need to see his upbringing. We don't need it. We don't need to see no. Cramp Crystal Lake back in the forties or the fifties, whenever they're going to try to do it. And 60. him, okay. So we don't need that, and we don't need him like just being like a deformed kid and the mom. It's going to focus on his mom being a cook. Yeah, it's just stupid. It makes no sense to me. It's like just give us a new movie with. New kids, fucking, or teenagers, running through the woods, fucking causing mischief, and have Jason tear their heads off. That's all you need for that mm-hmm. film. So I, think, I completely, like, 110% agree. Yeah, so the Leatherface, it works because it focused on what made him so good. So if you yeah. take Friday the 13th and you focus on something that no one cares about anyway, it's just a recipe for something that's not going to work. In yeah, my it's going gonna, gonna to be horrible, honestly, in, in my prediction. I don't think it's going to be good. I do have two more pieces of news here to go on. Everyone that follows us on the TikTok does know that I did a mini review on this, but I just wanted to come on here and say it real yeah. quick. Terrifier 2. Yeah. <laughs> it was a amazing hell of a good fucking gory time. Now, if you're not into gore and you're not into blood and guts and shit, don't watch it. All it's going to do is make you throw up. Yeah. Like, that, that's, just, that's just truth, unfortunately. I, yeah. I, Daniel, Daniel knows how much I love Art the Clown because I think he is hilarious. And... The second one just totally pushed the limits. There was, like, this little girl that only he could see, and it was, like, dressed up like him. So he had, like, a little imaginary daughter with him the entire time. It was it was hilarious. That's crazy. That's it, it was great. It was really, really, really good for somebody that knows what 
the what the genre is supposed to be about. So I mean, if you go into it with that kind of mindset, you know you're going to see a lot of blood and guts and gore and whatnot, and that doesn't bother you, then you're going to love it. You're Gucci. You're going to uh, absolutely love it. And also to top us off as well, oh, wait, one more thing on Terrifier too. The people yeah, that are saying Chris Jericho starred in this bullshit, I got a problem for you. I have a really big question for you. How in the hell are you going to say that he stars in it? Even in the credits they put also starring when he is literally in the end fucking credit scene (laughs) for two minutes. That's hilarious. Yeah. He has four fucking lines. What is this? Oh, that's a zombie platter my wife made. It looks disgusting. Yeah, well, it's delicious, so you might want to get some before it all runs out. You mind passing me an eyeball? <laughs> and that's it. That That's it. Well, no, one other one other instance happens. He hears the nurse singing the art song, Welcome to the Clown Cafe. And he's like, where did you hear that? And she's like, that nutso lady that went after that TV reporter has been singing it all day. Yeah. And it got in my head. And, like, then she walks away, and he's like, welcome to the clown cafe. And then it just goes to black. Everyone, really? Really? Because I watched funny, interviews with him, too, where they said that he started it. I watched an interview of him right before I watched it. And the interviewer said, and I quote, let's introduce the new star of Terrifier 2, Chris Jericho. And Chris Jericho came on and he's like, how was it like starring in Terrifier 2? (laughs) And he's like, oh, it was great. What? You weren't in it. You weren't in it. Like, no. Like, I mean, I'll give him this much. He was in it a little bit more than Tony Todd was in the new Candyman. Well, that's true. I'll give him that. He had a longer cameo than he had in Sharknado. I'll give him that. Yeah. But he didn't star in it, so now we'll move on from Terrifier 2. Um, well, last... I did have something to say about Terrifier 2, though. Because I didn't right, see God. it. I definitely no, you want didn't. to... To kind of preface on what you were saying, like, if if you can deal with the blood and guts, the cool thing about it is, to me, at least to what I've gotten, if you dealt with Terrifier 1, if you like that, you're going to like Terrifier 2. I, I, I heard that and it was also, like... also, Terrifier 2 is an extension of this whole story. Yeah. So I... But it wraps I heard it everything do... together. I heard that it's not like like it's obviously more gruesome, more brutal, all this stuff. But I, I also heard that it's kind of more not more of the same, but it's also like if you like the first one, and it, if that wasn't too much for you, then this should be okay too. At least that's what just what I heard. I would agree, but I will have to say, comparing the first to the second, and the second one definitely made me feel more uneasy. Yeah, I can, I can, I can see that. There were a couple of times where I had to stop it because he came out with Art the Clown cereal. That yeah. was filled with syringes and maggots and bugs and stuff. So that was a little hard. Yeah, fuck that. But I made it through it. I mean, and everyone that would like to try go and go ahead and make it through it, um, it's making its round on YouTube. It's Honestly, it doesn't stay up for long. Right. But if you research it, if you go on once a day and you type it, you are going to end up getting it at one point. Unfortunately, you're stuck. you got to watch it if you do find it, because if you don't, you're not going to find it again. I got extremely lucky. And I found one version of on it on YouTube, and I watched halfway through, and then I had to leave and turn it off. 
and yeah. I thought it was gone. I thought it had disappeared forever. I was so upset. And I went searching for it again, and I ended up finding a copy of it, but it was um, subtitled in Indian. Oh. So as long as you don't mind the subtitles, you're going to be able to find it. I don't think we're allowed to promote that, but <laughs> yeah. Oops. Well, there's no other place to really see it. You are right. I mean, and not everybody wants to spend $20 at the movies to watch a clown guy hack everybody up. I, I agree but with you. on the last piece of news before we head into our main event for tonight, uh, Screen 2023 has officially been pushed back. Has it? I don't know what's going on. All I know is that there has been some creative differences. There's also been <laughs> some creative little mishaps that have happened, and it's been pushed back to the end of March. It was supposed to be on March 3rd, but it is not. It'll really? be at the end of March. Yes, it'll be it'll be at the end of March. And what they're doing is basically similar to what fucking Halloween's doing. They're going to New York City. And Halloween's going to Chicago. That makes sense. Yeah, but it doesn't really make much sense to me because, like I've told our fans before, they never wrote Sidney Prescott out of the script. And when they filmed Gail's part, they filmed it in the original filming location, which was Montreal, Canada. Which is where Nev Campbell resides. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't have much hope for it. I mean, I don't well, think it should be done without her at all. You know, like I, I, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I, I think it's a travesty that they're still doing this movie. But I also see why. You got to. Well, make they money. offered to give her more money, and she still said no. She right. said at that point, her point was made. And she said that if she went back, she'd be breaking her own point. I do. I feel so, because they were like, well, what about $2 million? And she's like, no, like, at this point, you guys have already burned your bridge. Sorry. Hey, it's going to be really weird watching Halloween without Lori and watching Scream without Sydney. Yeah. And then watching little fucking Jason. Little Jason running around. Like, I mean, he didn't murder anybody when he was a kid. All he did was drown. I know, like, and that's what makes no I sense. I don't get he, that. He drowns, and it's like the kid's ne- negligence. Because that's the, that's the whole backstory, right? The the counselors were supposed to, in, in Mrs. Voorhees' mind, the counselors were supposed to take care of them, but they didn't. They didn't watch the kids, so the other mean little kids drowned Jason, and now she blames the counselors, and she blame, and that's why her and Jason well, both. Know, the kids didn't even technically drown him. They threw him in the water. They didn't know he couldn't swim. Yeah. They didn't know he couldn't swim. They just threw him in the water as a joke. They thought the adults were going to get him out. So I stand by that. The kids did not kill Jason. The adults negligence killed Jason. Well, yeah, and that's why Jason kills people that have sex and do that. So because he doesn't like that. It just like, and that's like the debate. But that's all the plot you need. And that's five minutes right there. I don't know how they're going to get yep. a whole show out of that. I, I, know, I don't, I don't know either. I don't, I don't get it, but we'll see what happens. I'm gonna watch it, you know. Just like the, just like the, I know what you did the summer series, as stupid as it is. 
was, but I'm going to watch it. We're going to watch it. But So, um, but yeah, that is, that concludes our news segment for today. Uh, I'm going to head it on over to Daniel here because he is more of an expert on this movie than I am. I'm not going to lie, guys. This movie lost me. Lost really? in translation. I literally spent five times, five separate times watching it, and I still don't know what the fuck I watched. So go ahead, Daniel. Take it out. Okay. Well, hopefully I can help you. Uh, Head Counts a movie. It came out in 2018. It's directed by Ellie Callahan uh, and written by her as well, as long with a man, Michael Nader. It stars uh, some up-and-coming younger actors, Isaac J., Jay Lee, and Ashley Morgan. Uh, about a group of kids. Basically, this this one, the one kid, uh, who is played by Isaac J. That's Evan. He's with his brother Peyton, and they're yeah, kind of on school break. He's on school break, and they're kind of on. It doesn't really ever say the location. It's a desert with a bunch of rocks and. and no, it stuff. does, Daniel. Okay, what it is does. It? I'm sorry to cut you off, but it says right at the beginning, right when he gets to the trailer, it says Joshua Tree, California. Okay, so jo- the Joshua Tree, California. There's a lot of rocks. It's it's very much like a kind of like a Grand Canyon without the canyon type of state park like that. It seems like it's uh, yeah. like like you're walking by. It's it's a views type type vacation. So then they they pass this group of kids. Uh, Teenage, not teenage, but young adults, kind of like how uh, Evan is, like a twenties college kids. And college kids. They're all smoking a joint. They invite him over. Peyton doesn't smoke, but he does, so he says yes. He starts smoking, and then he starts uh, kind of vibing with this girl Zoe. And him and Zoe kind of start getting in with each other. Uh, they're talking. They're enjoying each other's company. And then you have the other kids. You have Nico, Camille, Haley, Tori, uh, Brian, Max, who's Jordan. like the, the, the ex-boyfriend. And uh, Jordan and Sam. Yes. Okay. So you, you have all the that's, – that's our group pretty much. And Evan gets with them, and they rented a house. And uh, her one friend, Camille, is telling him about this. She said, we rented a house. You know, and Camille's like the party one. She, she's the, the one that likes to take shots and drink and everything. And Evan is, uh, he's down. He's like, all right, I'll come through. He doesn't want to leave Peyton at first, but his brother tells him, yes, it's okay. You can go for a night. Go hang out at the house that they rented. Go, don't let me get in between you and a girl. So, so he goes. And, uh, while he's there, and this is the big part, right? Uh, I forgot the monster itself, the demon itself name. Heasty. I think it was like... What? The Heasty. The Heasty, right? It's pronounced differently than what they said it in the film. It's the Heasty. Heasty? You mean Kevin looked it up last night. No. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Uh... So it's a demon basically that attracts itself to groups of fives, and if you say it five times, then it, it shows up and it starts fucking with you. And it's basically there's a doppelganger of one person in the group, and there's like an extra member of the group every time. That's the core, basically plot of this. So when you think of a movie called Head Count, you think, oh, it might be a bit uh, slashery, but no, that's not what this is. This is more of a mystery kind of thriller kind of where they're going through and you're seeing these scenes, by the way, it's shot beautifully. I think it's a really well shot movie for not having a big budget or anything. Uh, oh yeah. I the like cinematography. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. I like the way the camera spins around and some of the cool, unique shots that it gets. Basically there's a doppelganger in with them the whole time. There's an extra person. So, and that's why, to me, this is more this is more fun on rewatch than anything. I like. I, that's why I, I I'm not understanding what uh like what was confusing uh, about it. Like once once you kind of learned about the demon and everything. Uh, what was just really left out for me is unfortunately the 
hot tub scene was really dark. So okay. no matter how bright I tried to make my screen, I could not. I could not see what the two of them were seeing. Okay. So that lost me from the get-go, basically. And then the whole thing with her jumping off the cliff, but remembering it, but not remembering it, that was just really weird. Okay. And then just with the whole situation, like, when he gets, like, back to the house, and, like, the house is flipped upside down. And, like, him and Camille both walk in the door, and they find the other ones, and they're, they commit suicide. That's what the demon does. That just makes no, it just, it just makes no sense. It makes no sense to me. Because what, ha- what happened to the demon? Did it just focus on it? Are you telling me it cleaned all that shit up by itself? <laughs> well, I think that, that that's supposed to be, that's implied, I guess, that it cleans out all of itself. But what the demon does, and the reason that it didn't kill them this whole time, it didn't fuck with them, it waits for you to get in a group of five. So that's what it did. Oh, so, so it waited. was waiting for Evan to go back with his brother yeah. to go to his biker buddies. So you remember when she was on the the stoop sitting there uh, about her feet? I, I know I'm explaining the, the ending before anything else, but you know when she was sitting there and he went up to her and he's like, I'm thinking of going back with my brother. like this somewhere. And then she kisses him right away. And she's like, yeah, no, she's you like, have please to. Please don't go. Yeah, that's a doppelganger. That's not her. Yeah. So and then, and the doppelganger did that on purpose. That's the demon, and it did that. I on figured purpose. that out. Okay. When they yeah, got it, to the desert, and he yeah. went to look in the car for her, and they couldn't find her. Yeah. And he's like, "What did, do you mean? Like three other people stayed behind?" Yeah, or four others, because I saw her. Yeah. And the demon did that so that they could be in groups of five. So then he would leave them alone, the five of them, and then it can do its thing, which is kill everybody, which is mm-hmm. the same thing that did when the five of them came back. That's why she was counting. You, you know that, like, blood, that little, like, river of blood that they all crossed? And yeah. while they were crossing it, she's like five, or she's like four, or three, or she was counting up, but she's like one, two three and then when it hit five then she put the fingers up and then she started putting the fingers down and making them kill themselves yeah so that that's why they were killing themselves because the demon makes you do that it's the demon that kind of infiltrates and then it can but it's got to be a group of five of you and then the demon uh makes you all die apparently at least that's what i took out of it now the the falling scene what I got out of that was the demon was Tori, the, the chick with the black hair at the time. She comes up to Zoe while Zoe's just, uh, like, using her camera. And it is the five of them on that cliff when they do that. And they hear the gunshots and shit. Tori mm-hmm. goes up to her. And, and Tori's not saying anything. And, and Tori's just kind of sitting there looking weird. She looks at her. And then that's when... Uh, Zoe does that, and I'm thinking that's the demon, like, starting that there, like, trying to make her kill herself, and that's why she doesn't okay. remember. Okay, okay, that makes sense. From what I gathered, it, it just takes over your brain and makes you fucking, like, it, all it's making you do is kill yourself, so you don't have any recollection of anything else. Just like how they're staring at him in the house when they all off themselves in front of him, and they're fucking saran wrapping their faces and shit, and drinking bleach and shit. And he's like, what the fuck's going on? I just wonder how the hell he died. Because well, he had him, to have died. Well, yeah, it made him burn himself on fire with that, with that lighter at the end there. Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot. He did burn himself. Yeah. Or at least it's implied. Uh, uh, the only the, – see, the, the part that was really confusing to me that I still don't get is that if there is – because at the end, they kind of do a surprise ending, right, to where he's the doppelganger. And he goes mm-hmm. home with his brother and stuff, and that's and he like gives us a look out the window and says, like, "Oh, that's the demon." But how the fuck is it just him and him if it's with a group of five? That's what I'm trying to. That's Perfect. what I was trying to say is how was it still around without the five people? Yeah, 
I don't know. Because when he finally did find Evan, he said, where is everybody? And Evan said they all took off early. Yeah. They said they just left. But, uh... So, I I really don't get that. How is it supposed to exist only in fives when it's in one single solitary person? Well, I think it's because Evan called it. Because you've got to call it, and now it's just there. And it's with the group. I don't know how it's still there while they're dead, and then it's going to follow the brother now and then go with their friends, but... I just want to say one thing here about Evan. I feel so bad for him. All he did was pull up some fucking stupid urban legend, and I'm telling you right now, here's what he here's what he done fucked up. You never, ever read the title if the title has the name over and over and over. Because once he did that, he already invoked the curse. Yeah. It didn't even need him to finish the poem. Exactly. He already did it. So that, to me, was a little stupid. Well, I kind of like, because I like, because when I rewatched it, that that's kind of the preface. Like after the camp, after they're all together on the campfire, and he calls it like it's there now, and it's just and that's what her and him are kind of seeing in the 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 part that you couldn't see because it was so dark. Uh, that that's like kind of what they're like looking at in the which there wasn't really much to see. Like you don't see the demon, but he like they're looking to that like cabin and stuff, and they're hearing noise. And it to me that's when it's like all right, the demon's here. Like, it's here now. He called to it, and now it's with the group. At least that's how I took it. But, yeah, uh, but, uh, it makes a lot of sense. No, I, to me, I, I can already tell we have different, like, takes on this. I thought the movie did a really good job at kind of just making you, like, guess the whole time. Like, what the hell's going on? And, like, when he first comes out in the morning and he's like good morning and the one blonde girl Camille that isn't like the other Camille and she's and it's just like no, look, that's it's a different Camille. Head. yeah and the same thing when Brian uh the the one girl's a boyfriend in face. I don't want to see the 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 token kind of Asian guy in the group but he he was the the one he was just eating and she's like Brian and he's not really saying anything he's just eating and then he goes out to the truck and Brian's already out at the truck. Like I thought little moments like that, like maybe it's not scary, but it does do something to your brain. To me, it does. It is like, it was creepy to me and it was like, Oh shit, this is kind of cool. Like how the fuck. Yeah. That's definitely an uneasy moment. That King's cup scene I thought was really good when they're all playing King's cup. And that's the, the friend, Sam, the blonde kid with the glasses. And he, and Mm -hmm. he's sitting there and to me, that's a that's a one that's worthy of a rewatch. That scene because he's sitting there and he's like he's like looking at their hand and like you really need to have already seen it and know the twist to like go back and be like holy shit, this is like the demon re- trying to like 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 he's trying to copy their patterns and their sensibilities. Like he's looking at his own hand, like because they're doing their thing with the hand. Because King's Cup, you put a finger down, right? Just like and that mm-hmm. and then it learned that it kind of picked that up and that's why Zoe when she was the demon kept putting the finger down and then someone would kill themselves. Like the demon was staring at its hand and watching them put a finger up, down for like never have I ever or whatever it was. In okay. So I, I just thought little things like that. I think it's a smart movie that, that maybe there is a couple like loose, like plot holes. Like the, the thing at the end is the big one. That is kind of a plot hole with how is the demon with the brother? I don't. I would have to talk to the creators of the movie to really understand that. But yeah, I guess they would. But everything else to me kind of makes sense because, like that King's Cup scene when the demon's figuring out what it's doing, and then the lights go off and the demon's gone, and Sam was in the kitchen the whole time, and they're like, "What the fuck?" And that's when they start figuring stuff out. Uh, now, I know you said it was weird to you about the stuff being upside down. Did you like that ending scene, though, when they got back and then every shit started going down? Oh, I absolutely loved it. I really, really, really did. I I really 
really liked it. I mean, it was uncomfortable to watch because everybody was committing suicide. I mean, when the girl sliced her arms open and he drank the bleach and whatnot, it really set the tone for this thing is I'm fucking around. Right. And, like, when Evan had that realization when he gets out of the house and he tries to run away and he realizes that there is no running away. That was creepy. You saw yeah. that, right? Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, he, like, ran out of the cabin when everybody was killing – or out of the house and everyone was killing themselves, and he ran to a light – but it happened to be the same exact porch site of the house that he was already at. Yeah, and then he saw that both sides were like the house. Like, <laughs> like once, and, and that's another thing, when they, when they walked over that, like, blood river, it seemed like. like, like that. I it, thought it, it was oil. It might have been oil. I don't know if it was blood. It might have been oil. It looked blood to me, but it could have been oil. But when they walked I over I thought that, it was it, oil just because of the fire part. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe it was oil. But when they walked over it and she was counting down, and then, like, I think, like, once five across that, like, you're fucked. It's over. You're dead. Like, there's nothing you can do at that point. And that's the way, because then, then it's like, oh, he can't leave, and the house is the same over there as it was over here, and it's like, oh, it's done. He's stuck. Yeah, he's stuck. And it's just... To me, it was one of those movies to where it's kind of slow burn the whole time. Like, there's little interesting things to keep you hooked in, and there's little things, but it's not like there's people getting slashed or nothing. And then it really yeah. fucking turns up the fireworks that last 20 minutes. That's how Definitely. I yeah. But, uh, no, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the, did, you, did you like Nico? The drug friend, the one that's like, are you spiking our shit with mushrooms, dude? He's like, no. And now he was like in the morning making breakfast for everybody. He's like, does anyone want any shrimp with their breakfast? I'm like, oh, God, Nico, no, not again. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. It's like, Nico, no. And it's like, he just like, he's the drug friend. I thought Camille was kind of funny. I, like, some of the characters stood out. Obviously, like, Brian and Sam and stuff, they really didn't have much to do or say besides be doppelgangers. Uh, same thing with Tori. Nico the, was funny, though, especially in the beginning when he tried to put on a freaking English accent. Yeah. And changes the name, and so it's like, that's Nico. <laughs> Yeah, no, Nico was fucking hilarious, and he was, like, always joking. He's the drug, the party friend that gets everybody fucked up. And Camille was obviously the party girl drinker, and uh, Max was the token douchebag. Yeah, but he was also the token stoner. Whenever whenever the camera panned on him, he was always rolling a joint. Yeah, that's true, but he was a complete dick the whole time. He was, like, he went out of it. He was one of those that's like, okay, he's the dickhead of the group. Well, that's why I love the introduction of him. That's why I love the introduction of him when Camille's going through everybody, and she's like, and that's Max. He's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Which like, is... He's just like letting everybody else introduce herself, and then Max is like, hey, and she cuts him off, and she's like, that's Max. He's a dick. But I like how they kind of, because he used to date Zoe, and that's kind of the backstory yeah, there. Yeah. You like, can't bro, you... be jealous when you're already getting fucking yeeties. No, I agree. And it's like, this motherfucker should have just... It's like, Evan, bro, when your brother came, you should not have fucked him off. No, he should have left with his brother. Yeah, he should have just bounced. I, uh... I felt, ba- I felt bad for Peyton. He, he kind of looked like creepy. Like, the whole, like, the backdrop, like, I was waiting the whole time, especially on the first watch, for them to be like, oh, it was Peyton that did everything. It was the brother. Honestly, I was, too. I thought it was going to be correlated to Peyton somehow. It seemed like that's the way it was going. But But then once he mentioned that he has a GPS on Evan because he's the more, like, 
he has to be more like his parents because they don't have any. Yeah. That was kind of just to me like, oh, okay, so he's not creepy. He's just overproductive. Yeah. Exactly. That's kind of how I took it, too. I uh no I, I thought it was really good though. I thought I thought the movie did a lot of things good. I I the ending to me was uh an all-star ending. Like when shit went down, I thought it just it was like a 10 almost. It was just perfect the brutality. Every like him like Camille don't don't go near her. Don't go near like it just and Zoe's Like going, get away from her. She's not the yeah, real Zoe. And the way, like, Zoe's talking, and it's just like, and she's like, you're all going to die, and shit like that. Camille, and then Camille just, like, looks over, fucking slashes her arms and calls it a day. And the way they all, when, when she put all four fingers down, and then the, he looks over, and they all just head to the kitchen and start grabbing shit to kill themselves. It, to me, it played off a bit more comedic than it should have. Like, Nico's just drinking bleach, Max is fucking wrapping his head in saran wrap, and it's like... Camille's to about me, to, like, pierce her... Uh, friggin' eyeballed with a knife. Yeah, and he's like, "Stop it!" And he's just like running around trying to stop every. To me, it, that was a little <laughs> too. No, Nico, don't like that. Yeah, Nico can't hear you. Yeah, Nico don't know what the fuck's going on. But I did. They don't even know what he's drinking. It made it super intense in a way that I thought really worked. Oh, I absolutely. It. Absolutely. Like I said, it's not that I didn't enjoy it, it's it lost me. Yeah. I'm not a big sci-fi creature feature person, and that seemed to be more what it was like for me. Really? So, it lost me. Did I like it? Yeah, I, I really liked it. But honestly, I would put it more across between, like, Urban Legend and Skinwalkers. Yeah. I mean, it definitely wasn't a slasher, you know? No. But, uh... No, you got anything else on it? I, uh... The top kill was probably Camille slitting her wrist. That wasn't Camille. Who slit her wrist, Tori? That was Jordan. Or the other girl with the black hair. Tori. Um, but it wasn't Camille because Camille had went inside and grabbed a knife and was trying to pierce her eye. Okay, so it was Tori, the black-haired chick. Yeah. Yeah, it, it oh, wasn't yeah. Camille. All right. But yeah, I Camille only know was... that because she stood out to me. Well, yeah, Camille was one of my favorites, too. Uh but no, I thought it was really good. As a, him figuring the shit out, obviously, it really picks up at the end. But I even like the little mm-hmm. moments throughout the whole movie. So, uh, to me, I would give this movie a seven out of ten. I thought it was a very solid horror flick. Just because of how lost I did get in it, I will have to give it a six point five. Okay. But other than that, I think it did do its job. I feel you. So, uh, you want to tell the people what we're doing next week? Sure. Uh, unless you you got something you want to do, because I, I do have something. I do have an idea. I, I can tell by your voice, so go ahead. Let's hear it. Uh, we are going to be going more into the, the ghost realm of things, and we're going to be talking about Grave Encounters, the first one. Okay, I don't think I've seen that in a really long time. It's been a long time. But I'll watch it. I do love that movie. It's basically a parody of the ghost adventures and the ghost shows, but it's like when that goes wrong, and they're like actually trapped in there and the demon, and then people start getting fucked up, and it's really good from what I remember. Okay. So, yeah, I was even thinking that. that sounds good. I was either thinking that or that new The Watcher on Netflix – but that's that's another more that's a little more thrillery, not really like just straight horror. So we'll go with Grave Encounters. 
And we also said that we wanted to hold off on the series for a little bit. Yeah. So we'll we'll uh, do Christmas series. Yeah. So we'll we'll do that. We'll do Grave Encounters. Yep. Uh, make sure y'all uh, keep on checking out Chucky. It is going to be on Sci-Fi this week and Wednesday at 9 p.m. We're getting close to the end here. Um, it's got about four more episodes to go, I think. And honestly, it's amazing. I'm in love with it. And that being well, 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 it got we'll, to the point where like Chucky's kids came home, so like now you have Glenn and Glenda. Yeah. And Glenn and Glenda are both girls, but they're non-binary. So Glenn does have a penis. Oh shit. But. What I never realized, what I never realized was that Jennifer Tilly never told anybody that she wasn't Jennifer Tilly. The only person that knew that she was Tiffany Valentine was Charles E. Ray. Oh, shit. Yeah. So the kids have been living with Jennifer Tilly for 20 motherfucking years thinking that their mother is Jennifer fucking Tilly. That's crazy. And all hell breaks loose and you they end up finding uh, Nika, who is half Nika, half Chucky. It's confusing. And um, the girls turn against their mom and they're like, oh, we got to get her out of here. Like, what the hell, and then one of the girls perks her fingers, and Chucky takes over Nika, and he's like, how you doing, shit face? And she's like, what did you just call me? And he's like, you know, I always felt that, I always tried to say that lovingly. It's like, I know it didn't come out that way. And he he convinced her that Tiffany was the bad guy, and she's trying to help Chucky kill her. That's phenomenal. Oh, and Gail's in it. Courtney Cox? Courtney Cox is in the show? Yes, she is. I mean, she's only in one, uh, she's only in the Halloween episode because she happens to be Jennifer Tilly's lover. Yeah. But she is in it. It's so funny, Daniel. Wait, her plastic surgery on this woman has gotten so bad. Really? You can't you can't see any emotion in her face. It's just stone. It's just stone. It just it's it's stone like concrete. Like it's worse than even when it was in the newest Scream movie. Like honestly, (laughs) I had to pause it. I had to pause it and look it up to make sure it was her. You had to give it a pause job? I did because of how frozen her face was. Like, she sounded like herself. But I was like, there's no way she's had this much work done. And, yes, she did. (laughs) So, but, yeah, so that is... The end of staff cast here, I would say. Um, One thing I do want to touch base on real quick before we go and before I let Daniel do his last mentions of the episode as well is everybody knows I am a 90s kid. I might not talk about it that much, but Mm -hmm. I am very upset and heartbroken about the death of Aaron Carter. R.I.P. And... It's very heartbreaking to me that all of those people were at that party on Saturday and they were all taking videos of him and stuff while he was slowly slipping away. Now, do we have the the COD? Was it overdose? 
accidental drowning caused by an accidental overdose. Okay. Because he was getting, like, he seemed, I don't know if you've seen, like, many videos of him lately, but he seemed to have been going downhill for a while now. And Well, he just had an, he had just had a TikTok live a couple days before this when he said that he felt like his life was in danger. Yeah. It makes sense, because he's kind of been, like, he seemed like he's been on drugs for a while now. And he's like, well, just, he's been on drugs for years. Yeah, his face. He's thirty-four. And, he's been on drugs since he was twenty. Yeah. Just, and he's just been going through it. It looks like. It was just it's, shocking to me because I thought that he was getting better. From what I heard, he was coming out with music. Like he was getting better. He was getting more into like the rap scene instead of the pop scene. But I thought that was normal. Yeah. I know, it's just sad, but... It is sad. It is sad. Uh, I feel bad for the guy. Rest in peace. And uh, all he wanted was some candy. All he ever wanted was candy. Only McGuire's candy. All right. So, what um, what parting words do you have for the Savcast, Daniel? Make sure to... Keep checking us out on Facebook. Check out the TikTok for all of Mindy's content. And uh, hootie hoo. <laughs> Junior motherfucking hoo. I will talk to you all you later. Daniel, you have yourself a good night. I'm sure I'll talk to you. Um, everyone have a good week. And, uh, yeah, hootie hoo. Bye, guys. We'll see, we'll see everybody next week for Grave Encounters. All right. All right.